Yo, good evening. Uh, I, I'll be honest, man. I did a podcast last night and an open mic, and I feel pretty tired. I've been doing a lot of these podcasts. It's been a while since I've had a solo episode, and I don't know. I just kind of want to like listen to people. I just kind of want to not really... And this lady talks a lot. We I called her a little bit beforehand, and it just seems like it's gonna be an. Ep- I'm predicting. I'm pre- I'm letting her know if she listens back to this. I'm letting her know that I feel like I'm gonna get a lot of my sentences cut off, and that's okay. I'm here to listen. It's not about me. <laughs> it's about the people I bring on to this show. Um. And maybe if I have more guests in the future, because I think, oh, well, well I, I do have one more tomorrow. And then, I don't know, some announcements, whatever. We'll get to that maybe at the end of it or whatever. But I'll catch you guys, I don't know, whenever you're listening to this, maybe like uh, two episodes from now or something like that. So this lady's a comic. I have no idea. How long she's been doing comedy, I've never met her, but she's from the Bay Area. And uh, hold on, let me just make sure everything is okie-dokie before I, like, hit recording and I don't, like, fuck something up here because... Okay, just don't touch the table. So here, here's the tricky thing. She wants to do video. She wants to see me. And I'm just hoping it's loud enough. Where's the back of this? Okay, I think we should be good. I really do think we should be good. So I'm going to give her a call here. Her name is uh, Maya Guadalupe Tamayo. So I'm actually interested in like, what ethnicity she is. I don't really know nothing about this lady. Oh, yeah, I'm going to have to. Damn, see, that's the thing. I got to get in close to talk. We're just going to turn the volume up, the sensitivity high on this bitch. What up? Good evening. Hello. How you doing? I am here. Good. I'm sorry if I don't show my face. There might be a couple times where I damn just put my freaking eyebrows into the thing because <laughs> I, totally cool. I have the microphone set. I Normally, people don't really request video. The last time I feel like I had a video podcast like this with another person was like a year ago. And so, oh special. yeah, special <laughs> yeah, yeah. So how the how the um, oh, I didn't tell the show. I, I'm recording right now, by the way. Um, okay. I, that's your virtual, um, NDA sign, whatever, you know how it is. Um, hey. how did the audition go? I didn't tell the podcast that you had an audition to go to before it. It looks like you're in a car. I'm in a car. I'm in just... a car. Yeah, I was in a car. Um, so yeah, so I just had an audition, uh, with a casting agency in LA and I, I believe it went very well. Um, they got my information and they said they'd reach out to me tomorrow because they said they're looking for like five to ten more people it's a it's an they're casting for an event a networking event in la um i think their their handle is industry work um but this event is happening in january and it's basically bringing creatives like singers um actors models uh comedians people who are have that like quote-unquote star quality uh, in front of like big industry um players so other uh producers uh, other uh agencies that book talent and book for netflix and all these other things so and i and so the woman i talked to um it was a good report i think it went well and i'll know tomorrow if 
So there's a slight chance you might be on Netflix. There's a slight chance I will probably be on Netflix very soon. But a slight chance, maybe not. And that's okay, too. Because, you know, I'm all about hashtag slow growth. Like, I'm not in a rush to fulfill my dreams. The journey is part of the destination. So. And how old are you? I am 27, turning 28, October 18th. Oh, shit. I'm, I'm a year and two days older than you. I'm twenty. I'm twenty eight, <laughs> turning twenty nine, and my best friend's birthday is October eighteen. That's crazy. We're so cool, aren't we? Yeah. Don't we just have good vibes. Libra gang. <laughs> um, and are you allowed to talk about what what kind of show or movie, whatever it could be, or is it just no, or is no. it just for the so company? It's, it's, it's event, a company, so it, right? Oh, got it's, it. It's the company, so they're they're casting for the event, and then the event kind of brings you in front of these you know, big wig, so to speak. And it's like a four day thing. Um, and what, what I learned was that there's, there's, they help out prior to the event. Like they give you coaching classes, etc. things that are, um, are going to help you, um, be ready to like, you know, on the day where you're going to be in front of a Netflix producer, you know, give it your all or whatever. So, yeah. Do you know a, a comedian named Jared Camacho? Digitally, all right. I've I've been networking on Facebook like a mad woman, and I have booked a show in Sandy, Utah, just from just from friending a producer, and he reached out to me. He's like, "Oh, you're a comedian. Uh, give me a call like immediately." And I was like, "Okay, sure, I can do that." And then I, originally the show was going to be in New York City, but I think due to like weather, it was changed. Um, so yeah, on October twentieth, I'll have my first out of state show in Sandy, Utah. So Jared Camacho. Um... Sorry. <laughs> 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 like, you're like that's not the assignment. <laughs> no, no, you got the assignment and extra. Um, so yeah, I I saw him yesterday, and he was talking about his podcast and how he had somebody on who um is now i didn't look too much into it but i guess he had somebody on before they were famous and they're like doing national tours for some i don't know what it is but he's like yeah i got somebody before they blew up and now that's how i feel about uh you going on netflix so if you're on if you ever end up on netflix i'm be like i fucking had this lady on my podcast list <laughs> i'm gonna ride your coattails to the top and then it's just it's just gonna um this interview is going to be legend. You're going to get canceled. People are going to come know, back I'm to this. I'm definitely getting canceled. Like yeah. If I'm, if I'm not already canceled, <laughs> we're going to get canceled. Because yeah. I definitely embody that like trickster coyote slash supervillain energy. So I'm all for it. I, uh, yeah, yeah. You are. Dang, I'm losing count. But now that I think I haven't seen any of your uh, comedy material i saw like a couple of reels or something let me okay this is what my takeaway is from my research and it's 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 mainly been instagram i noticed oh dang one second i'm gonna turn my air conditioning off because i don't know if you can hear that but i don't know if it's gonna like be a background noise or something so it probably will i I, it's not bothering me but if you want like yeah, give me a second. Do do a do a sponsor or whatever. You said you wanted to talk about your job or something. A, can I take a bite of my burrito actually while you do this? Sure, sure. Just all right. I'm back. Okay. Um. Your bite's taken. <laughs> I'll probably edit that out. Um. Right, the, the chomping noise. <laughs> oh, this yeah. This is what I this is what I taken away. 
all of your videos and posts, they have like a filter on it. And the filter yeah. makes it look like I'm on acid. Like you, I yeah. see like, you know what I'm talking about? What's up with that? Is that a, is that a bit? <laughs> is that like, you just like I that mean, style? I like that style um, for sure. It's not necessarily a bit. It's more like a, just something that I, I, I love like art. I'm an artist. I'm a mixed media artist. I do, uh, I've been doing collaging, painting, you know, illustrating since I was a kid. Um, so I really try to embody all of my art. Like when it comes to my Instagram, like I try to incorporate, like oh, there's a little collage in there. There's a little bit of like DJ Maya, like. Well, there's a lot. Wants to play. There's. And, but what I love about it is, and I'm trying to help people learn, is I'm layering filters. I'm, it's not just one filter. I'm layering like five to seven to potentially six. It could, it, it's an endless amount of filters that you could layer upon layer in the stories um, feature within Instagram. And I've gotten it down to such a T that I can make a reel within probably like five to ten minutes. And it's getting upwards of like 600, 700, 800 views because I'm cross-posting with my the mutual aid network I just created as well as a cooperative production company called Healing Era Cooperative. Excuse me, sorry, the burrito. <laughs> Coming back to haunt me. Um, so, yeah. Yeah. And in my research, I think, I don't know if you said something or I just read it about like drama or so do you, or do you feel like you're involved in a lot of drama? Oh, for sure. <laughs> I feel like you're trolling I like, people. I, I don't know. I don't know the gist of it if you even want to talk about it, but that's I just, I, cause I, I don't know, no comedians. Oh shit. My fucking, hold on. My, I told myself not to touch the fucking table and I touched the table. Sorry. That's how you know I'm like into what I'm talking about. Um, what was I saying? I I never asked anybody about you. I like I don't I don't know nothing. Like I said, I've never I never seen your comedy. I seen a little bit, but then that's the only thing I took away from the comedy that I saw was the the filters and uh, stuff gotcha. like that. Uh-huh. <laughs> the filters are so distracting. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I'm a simpleton, dude. I've got um. I was just telling somebody yesterday, doing a podcast with somebody yesterday. I feel like I've got ADHD. Like, I feel like my attention span is probably shot, like, pretty pretty bad as of lately. Um, mm. I don't know. So that's something I'm working on. <laughs> yeah, you're probably right about yourself. Um, I have, uh, I've been trying to, like, work on my attention span as well, like, bringing myself more focus and clarity and, like, mindfulness in the moment. And there's just, like, little practices that help me. Um, definitely not going anywhere fast. I will forget everything if I'm in a rush. If I'm not in a rush, I'm, like, centered. My nervous system is regulated. Like, I'm having, like, I feel good. Then I'm, like, I know what to grab and I know what to do. But if I'm, like, in a rush somewhere, I'm leaving behind my keys. I'm leaving behind my phone, my ID, like, my my, my scarf, my jacket. Like, everything will get lost if I'm in a rush. Um, and also, I stopped drinking recently for that reason because I didn't like the way that it affected my, my brain. And while I was kind of, like, blackout drunk, um, going home from a show one night from San Francisco, my Lyft driver, I forgot my wallet, two iPhone devices worth like almost $2,000, passport card, everything, EBT, medical card, like even though the EBT was expired, all of this <laughs> got stolen from a Lyft driver because, and that, and it happened because I left it there in his car. The next morning I'm like, oh, I should contact this man and find my things. And I get emails 
uh, receipt sent to my uh, to my email, and there was no record of the ride. And I was like, wait a wow. minute. So I became a sleuth, and I went to my bank account, and there was a record of the ride with the exact payment. And I was like, this motherfucker. It came up. Okay, then. And then I had to file a police report, because you steal something like a passport card. I think it, like, ups the ante. Like, it's a lot more serious of a crime, because that's, like, identity. So you, why do you have your passport on you? Do you travel the country, or do you leave the country a lot? I mean, I'm, like, Mexican. I'm bi-national, so I go to Tijuana and Ensenada, and, like, I'm hoping to go to Mexico City soon. I went to Ensenada. That's the only place in Mexico I went to. It was on a cruise. Um, but I had a question. I forgot. Uh, uh, yeah. I, oh no, it wasn't a question. Just sharing too. I've never been blacked out drunk. I think the last per- the other comic that I had on yes last night was talking about getting blacked out and how he did too much. He he drank all day without eating. He took mushrooms and then I was like, I've never blacked out. And sometimes I had like the intentions to black out drinking. I was like, I want to black out. I've never done it. And it just doesn't happen. I get sick and just stop before I even, I don't know. Well, I don't know. Well, it was like low key blackout. So I have like, it was, it's fuzzy, but I have like imprints. You know what I mean? Like I remember like being like, Hey, I might throw up in your car. Let's pull over. And then we pulled over and then I didn't throw up. I'm like, I'm not good. Let's just take me home. And then I remember walking, um, to like, to my front porch and like through the door. But then like, I don't remember. Like, it's fuzzy, so that's the point, is I'm deciding not to drink any. I'm in darkness now. This is great. I'm deciding not to drink anymore. Hey, this is how I originally we wanted the show. <laughs> anyway. I know. You're like, I didn't want to see you. Yeah. <laughs> um, <sighs> well, how long have you gone without drinking? I think it's, I'm a month sober. From that's pretty alcohol. good. Yeah. That's pretty good. I feel, I feel good about it. I, I, I smoke weed and, and, and I microdose mushrooms sometimes, like chocolates mostly. Um, but besides that, and kava. I'll drink, I'll drink some kava. What's a kava? Oh, God. Don't test my knowledge. Um, kava is a root, and it's made into, it's brewed uh, as a beverage, and it has anti-anxiety, like mood stabilizing, as well as like body like full body relaxing sort of benefits but if you ask me for specifics right now i swear to god i will have to go to google (laughs) no you're good i just thought it was when i think of kava i think of coffee i don't know Mm. um yeah i don't i don't really drink and i was like i'm only a year older than you and i was just thinking and it was what i was thinking of yesterday which was pretty I was reflecting on what this comic was saying like he's been doing com- comedy for about a year and how long have you been doing it um it'll be two years in March and it, a year in SF and the Bay Area September 1st so I celebrated my year in SF and the Bay yeah just recently uh where are you from originally well I'm sorry I'm moving over I was born in Oakland but I grew up all over I grew up in San Diego I grew up in Silicon Valley I also grew up in um uh, Oahu. I lived in Oahu for altogether three years, and I lived there three times, three different times. Dang, do you see yourself leaving the Bay Area? You seem, I guess you're a traveler, huh? Yes, I see myself leaving the Bay actually very soon. I'm probably either going to be going to LA. To go do or, Netflix, right? Yeah, Netflix or, or New York City. So I am completely self-employed. I was part-time, kind of like assistant pre-K teaching, um, but I was laid off due to like 
the teacher losing three kids and she didn't have enough money to pay me. So I was like, okay, like I really loved that work and like was felt like I was thriving in it. Um, but now that I have all this free time, I'm doing so much work online and, you know, I'm, I'm booking gigs all over like the state as well as up, like the country. And I'm excited to go international as well. Yeah, you got your passport. Did you ever recover oh, it no, after it got stolen? Yeah, you got to figure that out. Um, okay, two things that I want to cover um, before I forget real quick. So okay. this one's – first one's obvious. It's just a yes or no question, and we'll get to it later. Have you been okay. hearing about this, the shock collar uh, show? Okay. 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 That's all I need. A yes or a no. Okay. I'll, we'll get to that later. We'll get okay, to that. We'll get, we'll get to that later. Away. But the first question before that um, <laughs> is um, I was I don't know. It's more. It's not much of a question. It's just like, what are your thoughts? Because I was talking to. Uh, do you know who? Uh, oh God! I hope I don't mess his name up. Marcion Evans. You know Marcion Evans. Yes. I met him at Alameda Comedy Club for a uh, roast battle that I um, that I did with Vicky Beretta. So he, ha- I think he was roasting uh, Raphael Wolfgang that night. Cool, got it, got it. Yeah, so I had him on yesterday, and he was talking about this is probably the most amount of coke I've done in this oh. year of comedy. Oh my god! What did I say? In his whole oh. life, and and it got and I've never I've never done coke. Um, and he just kind of like oh, was talking about the party scene and stuff like that, or it's just, and then I don't know, I guess in the episode, I feel like I was kind of like shocked by it, or at least like, I don't know, just thought about it. But then a- after I reflected on it for less than 24 hours, I thought back to it. and was just like, no, I think that's pretty obvious. I think that's, I feel like I, that, that's pretty obvious and I should, uh, I don't know. And I guess when I tell people about like my sobriety, at least with comics, they're, they're just kind of like taken aback by it. Like there was this, um, I was telling this guy that I was coming from Santa Cruz, which is like kind of far from where we were at. And then he was like, Oh man, looks like you're going to need to start up a Coke habit or something like that with all that driving. And I was just like, not really. I was like, I like, I was just like, have you done coke? And he's like, of course I have. And I was just like, oh my God. I don't know. I just kind of been reflecting on that. But do and, people do coke? Sorry, do people do coke for energy purposes? Like, I've, I'm, I, I've never I, done it. I, I don't know. You're bit. asking the viewers at this point. Okay, okay. Because I I did coke last year with an ex, and it was not a fun, and it was it was it was a toxic situation. Um, but yeah, like he mixed it with alcohol so that he wouldn't get blackout drunk. And so that he was more cognizant during it. Like, he only ever really truly did coke when he was drinking. But then again, he was an alcoholic, so he was drinking all the time. Um, but what I, my experience, um, a great alternative to coke is microdosing mushrooms. But it's advisable, or it's not advisable to mix mushrooms with alcohol. Um, people, okay, this is, like, probably more woo-woo. But people who, like, believe that, like, mushrooms have spirit, and I'm definitely one of those. Um, I actually kind of, I do kind of, but I don't really talk about it as much. I have this like inside joke with my girl about like mushrooms and respecting them and stuff like that. Or, but it's been a a long, long running inside joke for like many years, but we still, I don't know. It's like an inside joke to the point where I kind of believe in it. I don't know. Well, I, it's like to me, like believe nothing but entertain all possibilities. Like I try not to like put myself into any box, but I entertain the possibilities that yes, these mushrooms have 
spirit. So I want to approach them respectfully. And uh, alcohol is not a respectful way to approach mushrooms. Um, and I don't mm. want to go too much into it, but do further research <laughs> for sure for those interested. Um, yeah, and oftentimes if you do mushrooms in a disrespectful way in the wrong set and the wrong setting, you're going to have a horrible experience. Like you probably will have a bad trip. Yeah. Oh my God, there's a man with a huge bicycle that just drove past. Um, uh, yeah, actually one of the, I don't know if it was the last times I did like a decent amount of mushrooms or one of the first times I did it. I haven't done them that much, but like a handful of times. Um, and then I kind of want to ask questions about like microdosing as well. But I remember one of the like last times I like ate a big amount for, for me, I, I just remember how it made me feel was, um, it made me feel really drunk and, and I didn't like it. And I felt like it was kind of like my lesson. And I didn't. I don't think I was drinking either when I did the shrooms. And it was just kind of this lesson that like, yeah, drinking's dumb. Like your body just complete. I just, like I said, I never got blacked out drunk. And even when I attempt, my body just kind of taps out before I even get there. And I feel like, um, I don't know, that, that experience was kind of like a, um, like a lesson or something. And, and after that day, I, I didn't, I didn't, um, I didn't drink for over a year. It was probably like a year and some months. So like on the, on my, I think, I don't know if it was like my year anniversary or just like a little bit after the year, I, um, I, I got hella drunk and I podcasted it and, um, I took like six or seven shots in 15 minutes and I, I threw up everywhere and I slipped on my own vomit and just like felt my head bounce on the wooden floor like a fucking basketball and like i i felt it happening and i was so drunk i just couldn't like control it that it was happening of me falling like that and it was just a bad fucking time (laughs) uh but a funny story i guess but yeah i never i never really have fun when i drink um yeah yeah um i've had fun drinking for sure definitely in moderation i mean i do yeah but not not like most of the time i feel like 80 percent of the time i don't have a good time yeah. Or I think, and like, I think uh, what a waste. Do, like, the medicine can be the poisons, and the poison can be the medicine. So I always think follow your own heart. Like, do what intuitively feels good for you. And, um, and yeah, so, like, I would never try to, like, tell people, like, you shouldn't drink because I don't drink, and you should listen to me. You know, to me, I'm like, no, like, I'm doing me, so you should do you, and I'm not sure what that looks like. <laughs> Um, but I try not to pass judgment on people who are like maybe dealing with sobriety or like who are in the depths of potentially alcoholism, like either high key or low key, whatever on the spectrum of alcoholism they're at. Um, but I have it, uh, it runs in my family. So it's something that I, I take very seriously and I try to like, yeah, I've been, I've been a stupid bitch. I, I've gone, <laughs> I've drank too much, done stupid things. You know what I mean? Said stupid things. And, you know, I don't know if you want to go like transition to the cheese man, but I feel like I'm somebody who I recently started being more firm with my boundaries and being less of a people pleaser because the way I have been historically is very opposite to that. It's very like, I'm not respecting myself. Um, and and in, in a way, not respecting myself is not respecting others. So, yeah, um, I am firm with my nose now. And, like, my yeses are, like, you know, resounding and they echo. <laughs> but I'll just leave that there on the table. 
I feel like it's obvious, but it's still just, I don't know. I feel dumb even asking it. So at your age, at 27, yes. going on a 28, do you feel like, I mean, it, it sounds like you're slowing down with yes. uh, partying and you're, you're I, I was going to say before, at least you're aware of it, like even running in your family and things like that. Like some people, that's the first step, just even being aware, even if you're not at where you fear to be or whatever. But um, that's true. That's true. But I guess if you want to bring up cheese, may that brings me to my. I do. Yeah, my girl's Mexican. So then you know, you know the cheese that you've been getting cheese probably every day from her. Um. Uh, not as much like lately, not as much, not, not as much lately. Um, I used to, I used to with like her work and stuff like that, but I don't know. It's kind of, oh, we should explain what cheese means for the listeners who don't even know what that means. She's just like the gossip, the fucking, the scoop on the drama on things that are really kind of none of your business, I guess. <laughs> um, but no, this shot collar uh, comedy show, I brought it up because the fucking guy who's running it hit me up saying that I'm oh in God. for the show because I told him I was down and I like I signed the waivers and everything. Oh but no. but now I'm thinking about backing out because I watched the video that he put up of uh, of um, him testing the, the shot collar and it that just looked so sketch dude like you're you, 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 that that is just i'm not doing that dude and, and, what, and for one abusing comics is like horrible like we're already broke you know probably starving artists like grinding to like you know to get ahead and like fulfill our dreams hey man and no i i ain't like, not i ain't knocking not? i ain't knocking if you sign up for it man i watched jackass as a kid i fucking love that really? show man like i'll i'll watch it shit if i was in the area i'll fucking watch I think it, it should be only be men. like no woman no woman should participate hey if she wants her. to it, people are reaching for equality that's i mean no, I y'all just got the right to vote like 30 it. years ago so let them let him shock don't let him get shot let them well i was thinking about doing it but then i just and then and then he's going to austin texas and i got a buddy out there and i sent it to him and he and he i was like hey watch out for this guy and i was kind of thinking if he fucks me up if i do this shot collar shit and he fucking um uh, uh, uh i i don't even i don't know what's something that wouldn't be okay for me like what what for me where i would be not okay because i'm uh from to my understanding it's two shocks like one out of nowhere and then another one if you go over 90 seconds but if you if you are like all comp- still shocking me after i say like all right that's my time <laughs> i am i am uh well, i probably can't sue because you signed the waiver so i'm not doing it i'm okay, not doing yeah, it not yeah. That's where I stand. <laughs> um, but I, in response to that kind of shot caller thing, I like kind of in like a silly goose type of way thought of my own pitch for a show. And it's like it's like a cross between like Thunderdome and Battle Royale and Hunger Games. Where yes, like, I saw that. You were talking about uh, guillotine people or something. Yeah, like chopping off some heads or like having people get, you know quote unquote eaten by a lion but I love that concept and it doesn't necessarily have to be only 20 people like imagine you have 50 comics in an arena so like you're not always going to be performing it's kind of in rotation and like each person like has their turn 
But, like, then maybe, like, in the meantime, when you're not on the chopping block, you're, like, snacking or networking with other comics or, like, playing games to win, you know, play stupid games to win stupid prizes, you know what I mean? Like, there's so much possibility. And I got such a good response for the idea. And someone commented, like, you need to copyright this immediately. So I did. I looked at, like, how do you copyright, like, a premise for, like, a reality TV show or even a TV show in general? And I did it. I, I looked it up, and you have to, like have a, like written like conveying the date and then you have to show the idea and what I did on Instagram was I just posted it and I, I captioned my post so like my words appear as text and I say my name the date and then I show the idea and then uh, and I even like looked up like a, a gif or whatever on the stories app that said copyright so people knew that I wasn't fucking around um and to me it's it's silly and I'm not necessarily even like saying like that 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 premise or idea ever has to come to fruition like it's to me i just was fucking around and finding out but hey what if netflix wants it and they want to work with me and i become like a bajillionaire from it like i'm down with that option too <laughs> do you ever sometimes feel like ideas are just like ideas like that or it's like throwing darts at a dartboard hoping you hit the fucking bullseye but you you're not yeah. really like you, but you're throwing it from like a far distance, so you aim barely matters. It's really about just getting lucky, if that makes sense. I feel I that way. Saying. I feel that yeah. way about like just. I don't know, man. Sometimes I feel like there's certain things that uh, could have been picked, got picked up, like that idea for a TV show, but it just didn't happen because of just. The higher power and when i'm even talking about higher power like not even god just like literally the people who run fucking netflix or something there could be some genius fucking idea that comes by or like there's like a really good comic like i've, I've been watching a lot of like netflix specials lately and i just like don't fucking like a big majority of them and all i could think is like what if there's somebody who i would legitimately enjoy but they're just not in my algorithm because whoever the fuck is working in these corporate buildings just won't give them the pass and there's someone out there who's just been an open micer in fucking Oklahoma for 15 years. And in my, it, to me and how I think, they're just the funniest fucking person on the planet. Ooh. And, um, yeah, I don't know. <laughs> All right. I, you, you've sparked an idea, which I'm copywriting. <laughs> Copyright. <laughs> Where, oh, fuck my brain right now. Um, you were talking about... Uh, ideas right can you re can you just rehash what you just said because you sparked something really cool and my brain just like slapped me by being like delete <laughs> um i was talking about how there could be somebody who's extremely fucking funny to me oh but... okay i remember okay okay so you know how there's netflix you know how there's like big streaming services i think underground comedians should look into developing a streaming service for like our specials so that we're not waiting for netflix we're not waiting for these big companies i think i think just, it's youtube i think youtube is well, the yeah. way to go well you but I, I get that but i mean more specific like only stand-up like so like you're you're as a stand-up comedian you're literally just looking to like connect with other comedies comedy central other <laughs> but like, and that's, that's what i'm doing on uh facebook is i am adding other comedians from different scenes so from new york from austin portland seattle like all over and even international so london um rome and i and i'm finding that what by like broadening my comedic circle like the realm of possibility is like tenfold 
And I highly recommend being audacious with your self-promotion because it's working out for me in ways. And it's like, it's stressful and it's a lot of work. And I'd be happy to share more like at a later date on like the <laughs> techniques and the tips and like the tricks of like how I've gotten such a like, uh, like for example, today on my, uh, I, on my professional profile, on my main account, I recently went from private to public. I have had almost 6,000 views in less than three days on my profile just from networking on Facebook and Instagram. And that's why I'm like little, I'm like a little bit shadow banned. Like I can't like things right now. I can't um, comment on anything and I can't follow anybody. I can't block anybody and I can't remove followers. So it's very strange the way Instagram is treating me. And whenever I try to do any of these things, it pops up a screen that says, try again later. We do like, we do these things to protect our community. And I'm like, is me liking someone's stuff and engaging with their content and love bombing them? How is that not good for your community? (laughs) Hold on one sec. Are you driving right now? No, I'm not driving. I, my mom is driving. I, I, oh, I okay. You, she's, I, okay. She's her business. Got it. Got it. I was just like, look, I was like, she is not looking at the road at all. And I just see speed behind. I'm like, all right. Okay. Sorry. See, this is why. Dude, I'm over here. I'm fucking. I feel so goddamn self-conscious. Like, I don't. This is, I. It makes me feel like this is why I don't put my fucking um video up or any i always keep it audio only because i like literally right before i fucking got on here uh somebody sent me pictures from uh the open mic that we hit and they're like high definition ass pictures i thought i looked okay like through the fucking phone but like uh, through uh fucking i don't know how many thousand dollars this camera was but i was like oh my god and i it, it was just like crazy like you know when you have those mirrors that are like super zoomed in and oh, you just fucking, yeah. it just felt like that, but like, just no. like on me. And I was like, oh my God, I felt like I had a good set, but after looking, but then I just like tried to laugh at myself and like, I found a picture. I was like, dude, I look like a straight up serial killer here. And this is oh, kind God. of funny. So I'll just try to, I put the Chris Benoit theme song over. Do you know who Chris Benoit is? I know, I do not. Chris Benoit is a former pro WWE wrestler who, um, he um he 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 killed his wife and son and um yeah i was a big fan of him before he did that yeah um and you told me when 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 i called you before here that you were going to wrestling you have wrestling practice like do you do oh pro wrestling i thought you were doing like actual wrestling like i'll double leg your ass fucking well um, it's it's Yeah, that's but cool. It's, it's yeah, but it's professional. What I mean, like, it's like the people who go to that gym travel around the world and and like perform, like in Mexico and TJ and like Hawaii. Like, there's like a like a like a kind of like a network of wrestlers slash luchadores, which is like the Mexican version. Of, yeah. Or the name for wrestler. It's a big um, thing. And I lucha I, lucha. Lucha 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 libre. Um, I encountered this group through uh going to the Dead Rabbits, a Dead Rabbits uh production laughs and slams at speakeasy ales and loggers and uh the man who uh produces that show is Honiton ortiz and i think it's like connected to hella funny um so i so there's a show that like incorporates the wrestling as well as like this like you know joke off and uh i networked like my second the second time i went i networked with the wrestlers and i was like i want to become y'all because 
low-key, the audience is responding way better to you guys <laughs> than to the comics. Like, the uproarious cheering, like, the the way that they celebrated these wrestlers was like, I want a hit of that. And also, I want to be, like, fierce as fuck, so, like, if someone tried to check me in public, like, and do violence upon me, I could, like, rip their eyeballs out or something really cool, like, knock them to the floor, flip them over my shoulders, you know? Like, I want to be unsuspectingly lethal. Have you been to Speakeasy Ales? Yes, I, I performed there twice at the Laughs and Slams. And how was it? It was amazing. I mean, the first time was a lot better than the second time for me personally, but the first time I was the first one to, I, I literally ran up to the stage. I was one of the first performers with Jason Cruz and Jason knocked me out, but I, I, I stayed in for a little bit, which I'm like, I'm proud of myself for like, there were some comics that night that didn't even last one round. Like they, they tried to make the audience laugh once and they didn't. And then they were gone. And I think I at least made a, like got three laughs, two to three laughs. Oh, nice. Before I got knocked out. So I was like, yay, at least it wasn't zero. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. I was supposed to do a show there with, uh, what the heck is his name? Kay Chang. Kay, Kay Chang. Oh, yeah, yeah. Something like uh, that. Agents. Yeah, but I had to, something happened. I think that they said to back out last minute. But somebody told me that that area is also dangerous. It's next to like Hunter's Point or some shit. I don't know. Yeah, I personally prefer, I, this is my personal boundary, I don't want to do comedy in SF much, for much longer, like, I love doing comedy in the East Bay way more than San Francisco. San Francisco, unfortunately, is predominantly white male, or white female, and, uh, like, led and run, and, and I know how the funny book shows all over the Bay, and they're not white male, led and run, um, but there's a lot of, like, under tones of patriarchy and misogyny in a lot of the scenes in san francisco and i'm finding that in the bay in the east bay when it comes to like the queer open mics the like the women run mics those ones or the shows even those ones i'm having amazing experiences with 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 like i'm having killer sets and the audience is like loving me and then i do comedy like at an open mic or even at a show in san francisco where most of the audience is male or most of the comedians are male white whatever and i'm not getting the same responses so like i'm such a like bougie bitch at this point where i'm like i'm curating my experience to the t i will not show up and perform in spaces where there's like disrespect of women where there's like violent joke rhetoric like about rape culture or domestic violence oh like, shit they'd fucking hate me they never <laughs> wait i didn't hear i didn't hear that and i want to laugh what'd you say i said they'd fucking hate me because <laughs> oh, oh, that's shit. a big well i got a domestic violence joke that i haven't said in a while but i'm thinking about saying it um, oh don't do it right now dog i will be hashtag triggered not saying it right now but saying okay. it for this upcoming show i got or just some oh, i don't know but like how about okay? Can uh, can I get one free pass for a hashtag trigger? It's like a one-liner joke. No, don't do it to me. No. Don't do it to me, Marco. But you're a com- you're a comedian, don't you think you have to I know, have but tough also, skin? But I'm also a survivor of violence and specifically sexual violence. This isn't and this isn't vi- this isn't violent though. It's not oh, violent. Okay, okay well then lay it on me and then I'll, I'll give you my honest reaction. All right, it's not too crazy. So lately, a lot of people have been calling me gay. And, you know, not gay as in homosexual. Gay as in annoying. All right, that's it. That's, that's it? That's oh, it. That's not, a, that's not offensive. I didn't, I didn't, that, not once did that make me feel any weird way. <laughs> and that might be just my personal seat of experience. Um, you, maybe another person might be offended by that. I don't know. But that, I didn't, that didn't feel weird. Like, what feels weird to me is, like, when male comedians, like, make fun of the fact that women are afraid of men. 
like that that type Women of comedy is like uh, unsettling okay. to my heart and like to me a lot of the the male comedians in the scene in sf and in the bay their target audience is themselves and men and it's generally mostly not feminist or like targeted it's, tar- it's not targeting queer people or women so when when i don't laugh it's because it's legitimately not funny like i'm sorry i'm like i get that like maybe a, a dude would laugh at your dick joke or your like i don't know whatever joke and i'm but i'm not i'm not the one like honey it's not me <laughs> i think we are not even just like creators or comedians just even like an audience or people in general like unless you're like i don't know what it is but like doing a dick joke or a pussy joke or something it's not it you're not gonna get people with ooh i'm talking about this ooh i'm to i'm hitting a nut like you have to be creative about it at least like if you're gonna if you're gonna go there like talking about your dick in general i feel like is already a risk in itself and so it better be worth i better be able to right? like it better be worth hearing about your dick <laughs> You know, like nobody asked for this. You're fucking verbally, like, yeah, you're verbally, you're verbally sexually harassing people. Sexually. Oh man, <laughs> I did. I actually, I had a joke that I know it's like another one-liner, but I no longer do it because I just don't. I forgot about it. But I set this up. Oh man, now that I'm gonna say it out loud and knowing probably what you, you're not into. Th- this isn't violence. It's not violence. It's not violence. So it's I'll fucking um. <laughs> I seen a couple <laughs> I seen a couple front row at a show once and I just I just pointed at the guy. I was like, That's your girl and I was like and he was like, Yeah and I was like, How long you been together? And they they said like two years or something like that and I said, Ah, oh, nice. Have you ever pissed in her mouth? And everybody was just like laughing and kind of like what the fuck and even he was laughing and i was like yeah man the first time i ever pissed in a girl's mouth was through facetime and that was it and just and then i moved on (laughs) that's funny i'm not offended by that okay cool maybe i'll bring it back that's not like that's not like that's not punching down on women that's not saying like ha women get raped ha 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 women get raped or women get beat up ha that's not that okay man I need I need this one pass. I need this one pass for this joke, and it somewhat is domestic violence, but I promise it's worth it. I promise okay, it's worth it. well, I can't give a pass if I can't give a pass, but I will hear you out. <laughs> All right, check it out. I don't care. We're at 43 minutes. If you want to end this podcast no, short no, no. because I, this I, joke is so upsetting. Life. All right, here we go. So the other day I was watching this crazy story on the news. It was about this, um, this ex-boyfriend who went to go kill his ex um girlfriend and her husband he freaking followed them from the gym to like the freeway and shot at them on the freeway man he shot at his ex-girlfriend like five times in the in the neck in the chest in the shoulders but luckily hear, hear me out luckily she she was all right like nothing like really fatal or anything she's gonna be all right and they fucking caught the guy and so um, I'm watching this with my girl, and she, like, turns to me, and she's like, if, you, if, if I ever, like, cheat on you or something, like, you better not do some out-of-pocket shit like that. And I just, I, I don't know, I just felt so offended, you know? Like, really? Like, really? You think I, like, how disrespectful, like, you really think I do something? Like, that's the first thing your mind, like, resorts to, that I do something so stupid like that. Like, you know, you really think if I shot at you, you'd live? You know, <laughs> you oh think you think they'd catch me, dumbass bitch. All right, that's the end of the joke. That's it. That's I liked it. it. I liked it. It's good humored. It's good hearted. 
It's oh, not, fuck yeah. You're not like, you're not saying, yeah, I, I didn't feel any weird, I did weird vibes about it. I'm doing that joke this weekend, fuck it, I'm opening with that. No, open it, open with it, and let, let the games begin. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny, because I think my girl's going to that show too, and she fucking hates that oh, joke. Oh, okay. <laughs> well, that'll be even better, because that'll add contention in the room a little bit. Of like, well, the thing, <laughs> so one time... Uh, she was with me with the show and I think this is kind of what sparked me to not do it as much I don't know and I just remember she she's like I don't like that joke I don't think it's funny and so like I like recorded just the audio of it and I played it back and like when I hit that whatever that punchline was or whatever I'm like you hear that that's laughter it's a funny joke to some people you know oh my gosh yeah I I think um dark humor it can be done tastefully or done horribly and it's a fine line to balance and i have done dark humor and i love dark humor because i think times dark humor is the medicine for comedian souls like we experience these dark things or have these dark uh feelings or thoughts or whatever and it's a part of us like we have to incorporate this you know uh quote unquote shadow aspect of ourselves and it helps us continue on and this is just me personally like being a survivor of violence and somebody who was at a very young age very suicidal and like not enjoying the life experience um it's almost like comedians are alchemists we alchemize our pain and we turn it into joy and we're trying to help others do the same so when we do stand-up shows where when we're out there you know sharing our our whatever our bits our jokes our truth our <laughs> fucking observations in a funny way um that's essentially my what i am doing is like i'm trying to connect and relate with the audience first and foremost like i'm not trying to just parrot material at them like to me it's like almost like a sacred experience that it's like i want to know how they're feeling like some of my material probably won't work with them some of it will and like i've definitely not read the room and gotten like kicked in the ass for it um but oftentimes when i just meet the audience where they're at and like see that like what they want more than anything is friendship comfortability they want to be seen and i've been in an audience and i've watched mics showcases features like comedians who've been doing it for years be boring as fuck and i'm like you're not allowing any space you're not going slow you're not allowing any breathing room and you're just parroting your stupid ideas and maybe you're getting a few punches here and there but overall i enjoyed the comedian who improv more who did more crowd work more who met the moment more and that's me like personally like my preference and also how i deliver my sets now is very like take it slow like i don't even i don't even try to like i'm so solid in my material that I, I I have like at least 25 plus minutes and what I do is like I know this all like this the written memorized material and I improv in between it or every time I might say it a little different and and, and, and I'm gearing it towards the audience too and, and maybe even my own like inner like equilibrium like how how am I feeling on the inside like am I gonna want to be silly and vivacious and like outgoing today or I want to be sulky and kind of like sinister you know what i mean like so i'm embodying multiple like personalities of myself in my set so like i never try to be fake on stage and all of my comedy is literally just my life like i'm just writing about my life and and making it funny by adding punchlines and tags but i'm not lying i'm not making up scenarios i'm not making shit up ever i'm just like so let would me, you say you're more of a storyteller yes wait sorry say again would you say you're more of a storyteller Like one-liners who's learning the what's, craft of like getting solid like tight 
you know, fives, tens, fifteens, twenties, like all of that. Um, so yeah, I'm not an expert and, and I don't want to ever claim to be an expert. I'm a student, but knowing that this art form is subjective and like, ev- like not everyone's going to find everything funny and that's a okay. Like knowing that is in a way freeing. And I, and I like doing comedy in a free way, not in a way that makes me feel like stressed out and like, Oh my God, I got to perform every night of the week. And if I'm not doing it, I'm not getting a hit and I'm not hustling. It's like, no, dude, quantity, quantity, quality. Yeah, go make a quantity. fucking TikTok, dude. Fucking. Yeah, go make a fucking I, I gotta hit the stage. <laughs> You'll have more of an audience on TikTok than you will at some of these shows. Yeah. And like, fucking I went to a, like, a, a show in SF the other night just to support a friend. And it was run, uh, it was mostly male comedians. Like, there was only two females. And the audience was barely engaging. And I got re- a literal review from a woman who just came to the bar to drink and, like, oh, surprise comedy show. She's like, yeah, like, barely anybody was funny this was bad but i really liked this one person and then this other person was really great but and then i was like hey there's really good comedy all over the bay you really just have to know where to look and if this wasn't your vibe here's some resources for maybe different venues or different producers who book different types of shows with different audiences um and that's what i love is like why i that's my heart at the end of the day as the comedian let's collaborate let's do it in unity um we're going to be stronger together. Um, I think all comedians in general should unionize. Like, generally, we should all unionize so that we demand contracts of better pay from bookers and producers who take advantage of our, our labor. Um, but also, besides that, I'm in the process uh, with another with a few other female com- comedians of creating a female, an SF Bay female comedy guild. So, uh, there's a lot. I'm doing so many different little projects, but th- that's a little bit. <laughs> Yeah, my mind's spinning with questions. I'm trying to pick which one I want to propose to you. <sighs> let's go to the original one, and then if this... Let's see. What's your... And I don't want to hear it. All of it. Okay. Not to be okay, rude. Okay. Not to be rude. Okay. <laughs> just okay. I want to just... Me give me the sure. title. <laughs> give me the title. Like, if you... What's your go-to story, quote-unquote, or, like, joke that you go to? Like, for me, like, okay, like, the joke that I just told you about, like... Um, the crazy story on the news when I write that down in my notes I have that joke written uh, written down as beating my girl just three words and that will trigger my brain like that joke hit it and so like I start the joke sometimes I start the the joke with yeah the uh, last night I was beating my girl and it was intense man very intense game of chess we were playing and um, (laughs) so yeah And then, yeah. Oh, I forgot your sentence. I should have said trigger warning, but I took a risk. I took a risk. Thank you. I appreciate that. Yeah, you got me thinking about like some people, and I'm. I mean, I, I. There might be some ways where I, I lean this. Like I said, or like you said, I'm not an expert, but I'm glad. I feel at least glad that I'm not some guy who's like aiming to do dark humor. Like, that, uh, like oh, oh, I'm going to do stand-up comedy. I want to be a dark guy. I want to talk about fucking rape or some shit. Or, you know, like, yeah, it'll be so funny talking about raping a midget. How funny would that be? You know? like Yeah, that kind of guy. And I just... I just feel like uh, 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 it just comes natural. Like, those jokes, I wasn't like, huh, what's fucked up? Like, that's literally what my head went to. And just... I don't know. I'm well, glad you know, other people think, think it's funny. A lot of, well, obviously, duh, this is like 
like self-explanatory but like patriarchy and capitalism are fucked up systems that we currently live under so i think in general men are having a bad time like that's just my like Uh, observation patriarchy uh, is something that literally like tears away your heart like as a man you're told not to feel not to cry not to do anything you're and you're sexualized at a very young age like with pornography and your friends and like just oh yeah of patriarchy so of course your humor is going to be entrenched and like kind of like maybe a tad bit you know not necessarily feminist you know but i think it's we this is the world we live in so of course we're going to get the voices of the people who are a part of it so i always take people with us with it with a grain of salt you know what i mean because i don't know someone's story at the end of the day i don't know why they're talking about their dicks i don't know why they're talking about See, now it's funny because we fucking <laughs> made it a bit. But, like, if somebody were to really come up and... Ah, oh, dude. Okay, somebody had this one joke that was so fucking funny to me in at in Texas. And it was this joke about... it's a, This is a girl saying this joke, but the whole time they were on stage, I thought they were a fucking dude. And the joke... They just randomly start talking about. So I was thinking about fucking a duck, and I was thinking about not that I would actually do it, but I was just thinking how hard it would be because the way they fucking waddle and all this shit. I was just that is horrible. That shit had me. When you say don't think of an elephant, you don't think you think of an elephant. So we don't want to picture these things. (laughs) I don't know. That shit had me fucking rolling though, man. I came up to them. See, that wouldn't have me rolling. That's so funny. See, see, it's subjective. Everybody, you know. It's because I'm a male. It's because I'm a patriotic male, and that was fun. I've never, I don't support bestiality or whatever. I've never. Maybe that's why it's funny because I don't feel guilt about like. I have a bestiality joke. Okay, let's let's hear it. Well, oh, I you never. I'm sorry. I kind of feel like I cut you off. It's it's workshopped. It's it's not fully tailored. So please forgive me if this isn't funny to anybody but myself. (laughs) All right, let's hear it. The the, the, the joke is this. I like okay. Um, if I was homeless. I would be a furry because humans love dogs and I think I would get fed a lot. But hear me out and on my sign, on my cardboard, it would say, (laughs) help, need dog food. But I honestly don't think I'd be that safe because men still fuck dogs. Okay, that's it. That's it. That's it. I don't fuck dogs. I know you don't, dog. I know you don't. I don't fuck dogs. I've thought of it once, but that's... Oh, no. I thought of it, okay? Am I wrong for having the thought of it You're once, good. Good. all right? Of course. And I was like, what? I was like 13, you know what I mean? So, like, I don't really think that counts, so... That's... Oh, yeah, yeah. My, my mom once said to me that all, all, all things before the age of 12 are not added to your karma, so... Really? Whatever you did before the age of 12, scot-free. After that, you're fucked. <laughs> wow. never. I've never heard of that before. I don't huh. know where she got this information. She I mean, probably killed like 17 people before the age of 12. And she... <laughs> oh, I forgot she's driving and she hears this. Yeah, your mom killed like 17 people before the ripe old age of 12. And she came up with that rule. It doesn't count. That's what oh, happened. She had her, yeah. She had her fingers. She had her fingers crossed. She had one hand on the trigger and the other hand crossing her fingers behind her back. She's literally an educator. She's a seventh grade teacher. Oh, oh, and that's what she tells her seventh graders. That's why the crime is so high, and and these people want more money. Incredible. <laughs> Uh, 
human rights activist? <laughs> I have a I have a mass shooter joke that I have retired, and uh, uh-huh. I don't want. I, I mean, if you want to hear it, you can hear. Let's but I don't think it it's. I feel I like know. it's. Let's not break it here. Yeah. No, no, no. I, I say no to it. Yeah. No, me too. But I am a little. I feel like it's on brand for you, maybe, because at one point I was like, "This is it. This is my fucking joke. This is gonna be, uh, this is gonna be one of them." But it was just—it's too much buildup, too much risk, and not enough reward. And so that's like the darker you get, the higher the risk is. I feel, um, and I feel like bringing your dick up is a very high risk maneuver. Um, yeah. I brought up I brought up period blood. I did some unhinged material the other day, and it actually sort of worked. <laughs> but it, it but it felt kind of edgy to me to even like bring it up. I was like, I don't know, is this the right room for my unhinged material? And it kind of was. It was, but it but it was also a little weird. So I was like, hmm, towing the line here. <laughs> um. So so. Okay, that workshop joke. I want to hear, and and you don't have to say the whole joke, but like, kind of like how I said, you have a title for a joke or something. What's one of your like go to words? You're you're like, oh yeah, this make this has a high percentage landing of people thinking this joke is funny. Well, I have a bit about my name. My name is Maya Guadalupe Tamayo, but in grade school they called me Mayo Guacamole Tomato. (laughs) And generally, the way I deliver it, that always gets a laugh. That's a good one. That it's is a, a good yeah. Thank you. It's a clean bit, so I've made children laugh with it. You know what I mean? Like I, that one's solid. I also have one about like not getting beaten by the chancla, and like kind of like I kind of needed the chancla, and I have like I got a neck tattoo now, and I don't think I'd have one if I got the chancla. But I intersperse <laughs> a little crowd work in between there, and like kind of engage with the audience. Like who doesn't know what the chancla is? And generally, most of the white people don't. And then like I definitely make like. The people who know what the chancla is, when I say like I never got it, it makes them laugh. But the people who don't know what a chancla is are like. She didn't get what, you know? So, yeah, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Like people who don't get yeah. cheese may. Exactly, exactly. Yeah. I'm sorry if I, like, here, I'm taking my face off, but it's because I am putting the microphone from the phone closer to the microphone on my on my uh, laptop here. Or my, my okay, actual okay, microphone. No I don't know if you see this. Hold on. I'll show you it. See this right here? That's a microphone. So now I'm I'm trying to get just the whole the actual phone up to it because I'm looking at the this shit is so hard, dude. Just trying to like be a producer. Like yesterday, I did the podcast in my fucking car, but I was thinking about it. It's like, man, if you really want to do a podcast, don't be some fucking don't. I already do this enough in my life where I spend a lot of money on something because I want to do it, and and I don't want to just buy a bunch of podcast material and be like, yeah, let's come over to my studio. I pay 1300 a month for this. We have a couch. We have water. Whatever, dude. Just make a call. I don't care. As long as people can fucking hear you and if the conversation is matters. somewhat interesting, okay? No need for this vibe shit. Oh, put on your headphones. Get the fuck out of here, dude. Um... Sorry, I got. I don't know why I got no, angry. I appreciate your. I appreciate your passion. I'm just. You know what it is. I'm angry about just producing stuff like that, and I guess it's kind of a run-on joke in this in this show that like, oh, maybe one day, maybe one day it'll be. Uh, I'll have a. I'll have a dumbass sponsor and be like, oh, hold on, uh, Miss Guadalupe, we're gonna freaking take a break here and talk about four hymns. This is, you know, the reason why or some yeah. dumb shit like that. Um. I don't know what the hell I was talking about um, before this. So I moved the thing. Oh yeah, I was just looking at this, the 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 audio waves. But I think it'll it'll match now. I felt like mine was a little higher, and then when you're talking, okay. so I don't want to overpower it. But um, <laughs> well, 
wow. So I got, I got That's mad. Very feminist of you. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, you're talking about your name. You're talking about. I'm sorry. What I cut you off, didn't I? What were you talking about? We were talking about some like you said how like you know the way you write your jokes, how you remember them, and then like what were like some of the things I like I kind of go to. Yeah, you brought you up your name. That, something that you kind of inspired for me to share is like kind of a tip and a trick that I do for myself and if it works for you cool if it doesn't that's fine um but the way I like to memorize my jokes is creating like almost like a joke short form so if I have a bit about being bisexual I'm just gonna write you know bi and then um I have a bit about my like being raised by a Mexican hippie and the whole Tonka thing so I write just mh for Mexican hippie mm. um I have a, a bit about like being engaged to myself and like you know wearing a fake diamond ring and you know, then I'll put like, and then on that for that joke, I'll put D-I. So it's not the whole thing. And then by memorizing, by having these joke short forms that are just very, very easy, like just maybe two letters or characters, they could even be emojis. Like it could be anything for you to remember what your joke is. It truly doesn't matter. Um, and just memorizing it. And then potentially the way I do it, I'm a theater kid. So I had to memorize lines for days growing up. Like basically from, I did theater from kindergarten to 10th grade uh, or, or sorry, 11th grade. Yeah, around that time. And um, so I know, like, memorization techniques. So something that I always do to memorize things is, one, obviously just keep repeating it like you're a parrot, but incorporate some movement, some somatic movement. So, like, I generally, when I'm trying to memorize something, I'm saying the thing over and over again, and then I'm pacing or walking or whatever. Um, And then another tip and trick that I like to give to up-and-coming or, like, new comics is, like, maybe create a little jingle. You know what I mean? Like, create something that's, like, oh, like, I'm going to remember, like, Bye, die, MH, you know what I mean? Like, like maybe it could be a little singy, songy type of deal, but whatever you need to do to commit it to memory, do it. And I have this life, like life hack for myself that not every comedian has. I have a hand tattoo. So I remember like, I've done this a few times and uh, I'll write my joke short form right next to like a dark line of my hand tattoo and it kind of blends in. So, and it's on my left hand and I'm holding the microphone with my left hand. Mm-hmm. So it's like, it's ra- So I'm able to see my joke short form and the order. And like, for example, I can have like a 20 minute set on my hand, just in joke, joke short form. If I say that one more time, I'm going to shoot myself. But anyway, <laughs> <laughs> just shoot myself. Um, yeah, so like that's a, that's a, that's a trick for me is like, I have this hand tattoo and I, I will give this away to you guys. Um, what I'm going to do once I have the solid either 30, 45 to an hour set, literally down to a T whenever that happens, God bless. I'm going to tattoo it on my hand. I already wow. have a hand tattoo. That's like creative. to me, I will never forget. I will never forget. And yeah, so, 9/11. you know, um, so what's up with the neck tattoo? What what is that? Oh God, <laughs> it's such a long and traumatic story, but I shall I shall make it concise. Um, so I was with a tattoo artist for six years, around about about six years. We met when I was nineteen, and I'd never I had no tattoos before I met him, and then I had all these tattoos. <laughs> so don't fall in love with tattoo apprentices. Because they will give you free tattoos. Um, unless that's your thing. You want free tattoos. Um, but the tattoo is a love tattoo. Um, we were together for about a year when I got it. And it was essentially like a wedding ring. Like it's something that we were like, and it's matching. Like he has the same one, just slightly different. Um, so we were like hella crazy, hella committed to each other. And we were like, fuck it, we're going to be together forever. Psych. <laughs> <laughs> 
God bless this man. Um, happy to be where I'm at today with my situations and my life. So everything to me is like a learning experience and it's a blessing in disguise. And I'm, you know, and, and having a neck tattoo kind of feels like a superpower because for one QR code, no one can steal my identity. Hmm. Even if you steal my passport card, you can't fucking, you're going to get a tattoo. You're going to get my same tattoo tattooed. You got a sharpie on you. Huh? You know what I'm saying? (laughs) Maybe. You can't do that. Maybe, maybe if you're crazy enough and like all more power to you for your craziness. Um, I actually want, I actually do want a neck tattoo. Um, Mm. but yeah, I'm going through something right now where, uh, I want it on my neck. I feel like it would look cool, but I'm, want to finish stuff on my leg so i'm just gonna get it on my leg instead but i have this like if i were to get it i'd get it on the side of my neck like under my ear or some shit but now i have another idea of uh and i don't know how to feel about this one i want an elephant on like the back of my neck like my like my upper back and then like kind of where it's like creeping up to like the back of my neck so you could probably see it a little if i'm wearing a shirt or something but uh i don't know i don't know exactly how to feel about it so basically the neck tattoo is like a cover-up eh yeah well it's a a no the neck tattoo is it says light it's just it's in english uh my ex just designed each letter he is like a graffiti artist slash like he does calligraphy etc etc um he's an amazing artist for sure but yeah so it, it it says light it's going down and uh the inspiration was like um the energy, the the experience we had with each other being that of like light energy, like light frequency. Um, and everything is truly made of light. But, but so yeah, so it's very soppy, very romantic, very tragic at the same time. And I love it. I went through an odyssey with it. Like I hated it for a little bit after we broke up because I was like, hey, I'm tied to this man in mm-hmm. such strange ways. but i have claimed it i've made it my own and it feels like a superpower because my friend um said to me once we were walking in oakland and i i wrote a joke about this that i want to kind of rework and make a little tighter because it doesn't get it i feel like it could be better but anyways it's about how we were walking in oakland and she looks at me she's like i feel really safe with you I look at her like puzzled, like what? Like why? Like I'm a silly goose. <laughs> and she's like, "Well, you have a neck tattoo, so everyone probably thinks you went to prison, and they won't fuck with us." <laughs> and I thought about it, and I was like, "You're right. Like, unlike superpower unlocked. Like, I look menacing. Like, I'm happy to be a woman who looks slightly menacing." <laughs> Do you consider yourself menacing or? Oh, hella! I'm hella menacing when I'm stomping around on my own walking about either taking bar public transit or just walking the streets if i am around men that i feel are unhinged unwell unhoused or even just like kind of predatory in nature and vibe like i can only assume these things about people i'm not saying like they've proven to me that they are but i just follow vibes i follow my own intuition i will walk as if i'm stomping on people's souls like from adventure time that one character anyway so i walk around like if you like if you look at me wrong like my ancestors will chop your head off like that's that's what the vibe i'm trying to convey because unfortunately and i know that this is like maybe not relatable to most male comics i'm sorry i'm in the dark again no i'm just showing you my facial expressions because you see you asking for that so just yeah when you said stomp on you have my ancestors stomp on your head but i got wide-eyed i, I know so think about that so unfortunately women are like we we're not safe alone and like unfortunately it's it's the case if we're out late 
on our own or even just like I was at the BART on at 12th Street, Oakland, waiting to go to San Francisco, waiting to get on a BART to get to Punchline, literally. And I'm minding my business with my headphones in. And this man pushes me on my left side to get my attention and says, I like your bag. And I'm shook. I'm shocked because I he made no visual contact before he pushed me. So all of a sudden I was just kind of pushed and it wasn't like a gentle push. It wasn't like a nudge. And I was like, okay, this man is crazy. Was he menacing looking? No, he looked like he looked like the hunchback, like a Mexican hunchback of Notre Dame. Like he was like, old or something? <laughs> he looked like maybe around my age or a little older. He could have been younger, I swear to God. But he was like facial Hey, fool, looked- I like your bag. Or something like that. No, yeah, and I was like, and I literally, I started talking to him. I was like, you don't, you don't do that. You know, you make visual eye contact if you want to talk to me. You can wave at me. And I'm such a fucking crazy bitch. I literally start yelling this man out of the BART station. Like, I'm saying shit like, you respect your sisters and respect your mothers and you never touch women without their consent. (laughs) And I'm having a moment and I'm basically screaming at him. And he's like, he's walking, he's like hurriedly walking away from me going, I'm like, bitch, you pushed me. Now you want me to be quiet? (laughs) Sorry, that's not how this works. Um, So after that, I have to, like, the next day I come back, I file a a BART police report because any any touching with zero consent is assault. So, yeah, like, that's it's serious. And, you know, I feel like, unfortunately, like, women are cast in this submissive role that we're weak and that we won't speak up for ourselves. And I find the louder I am, the safer I am. The more colorful I am, the safer I am. The more seen I am, the safer I am. So that's why I kind of stomp around. Like, I want people to be afraid of me because I don't want to get raped, assaulted, kidnapped, sex trafficked. And it's happening to women way more than it's happening to men, but I'm not saying that it doesn't happen to men. I got fucking kissed on the cheek without consent once, and I fucking well. Yeah. If I, if I were you, I would have. If he was like, "I like your bag," I would have been like, "Thanks." You want to see what's in it? And fucking, that's when you pull out the fucking <laughs> hammer and just fucking, yeah, bear uh, makes him. I feel that the rage in my body when I was yelling at him. I felt like I was beating his soul, so like I didn't have to beat him physically. <laughs> it's mental warfare, dude. Some people yeah. have that look of. Uh, yeah, it just looks like too much work. <laughs> that makes yeah. sense. They just So what um, I'm doing and what I would, would love to share with you is like based off of these kind of experiences of like having my stuff stolen, getting pushed at bar, I am going into hashtag hibernation. Like I'm taking the fall and like winter kind of I'm taking I'm taking a break from comedy. And I don't mean like completely, I mean like 50-60% break. I'm not going to open mics as much as I used to. I'm getting booked on shows consistently, so I'm just going to the shows that I'm getting booked on. And I'm and the mics I go to are the women queer mics. So there's one in Oakland at All Out Comedy, um, and there's one and there's several in the Castro. Um, and then there's a few. How, uh, sorry to cut you off. No, I, before I forget, how, how much trouble would I get in if I pretended to just be gay to go to the queer gay open mics, women only open mics? I don't th- like. Do you I have to do that kind of material? Is, is like, like sexual- what if sexuality is a spectrum? So I don't yeah. think you'll ever be policed. And so, like, use your own discernment and like your judgment of like what spaces you want to go. But Sometimes I, I see it as a challenge. Curtailed so that we don't hear violent rhetoric. So we're not hearing comedy about. Rape what if they love my shit because I'm clever with it and I take big risks and it well, it, yeah, it, it, yeah. it merges Come people to not like- be so divided? <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Try no. I highly 
recommend come through and see how the audience responds to you like that'll be your true tell like i will never discourage somebody from like doing whatever the fuck they want to do like do you but just know that the audience the people there they're gonna also do themselves and they Look, will react to you i want to say this and 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 I feel like your opinion will help me out, or your or your idea of how I feel about this matters. Um, okay. By the way, I don't know if you've been keeping. We've only done an hour and twelve minutes, so I, I know that. I said I two hours, that. so I got a little bit of time. So here, I help me help myself. Okay. Um, I don't know if you can already tell by how this hour and twelve minutes is gone, but I'm a I'm a pretty straight guy, and I have <laughs> I. Uh, no gayness in me at all. Maybe almost a little, like, okay, here, I feel like this has been a theme for almost a year of me. Cause a lot of this show, when I don't have guests on, is just me trying to figure myself out. And, um, I feel like to a certain degree, I've got a little bit of homophobia in me, you know, not proud of it. You know, it's just how I am. Um, if you can sniff it, if you can smell it, it's there, I guess. And I think about, it's more like, see, I, I don't have a problem with other people. You can be gay, and I'm not going to be like, oh, how could you? The Lord is going to fucking punish you. You're going to burn in hell. Like, it's not even like that. It's just kind of like, you know, somebody fucking, like, I, I had a, so I brought this story up before, so I'm going to give just like a quick version just for you to study off of and give me your, your um, homework assignments. Yeah, at home evaluation. So, uh, how do I say this? Uh, 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 you're all right. Uh, okay. The story goes like this. Basically, there's this guy who I knew in like high school and I, when I found out maybe I, I don't need till this, to this day. Cause I'm not that close with him. I don't know if he's like bi gay or whatever, but he was a little out there and, or just like kind of a character, something that, uh, you know, if you were to judge and like have experiences with them and be like, you know what, if this guy was gay, I could see it, whatever. Or he was kind of, well, first of all, we met in acting class. We had an acting class. So there's tell number one. A lot of people who are in acting are gay. And, <laughs> that's true. That's true. you know, and that's just it's something, you know, and you just have to be all right in that. Because, um, like, being in stand-up comedy and stuff, there's a lot of, like, theater-esque about it. We kind of talked over it. And do you know a comedian named Tim Dillon? No. Okay. I mean, maybe I network with him on Facebook, but No, he's he's kinda big. He's not like a Bay Area guy. Like oh, I think he yeah, has like a I Netflix special. He's in my algorithm of straight male comedy. And well actually the thing is, he's gay. He's actually I was gonna say gay as fuck, but he's not. Like you I, I don't know. I guess if you listen to he doesn't dress gay, is what I'm saying. He dresses just like very <laughs> neutral, nothing that like physically shows that he's gay. But I think he talks about being gay. And that's okay. He doesn't take away from him being funny or not funny. I personally think he's pretty funny, but not particularly because he's talking about gay shit. He's talking about shit that I agree with, like how he thinks of the government and how it's being ran. Like just because he's gay doesn't mean I'm not going to listen to him, whatever. But he has this funny quote that kind of just like sticks out to me. And it's okay to say this for him coming out of his mouth because he's fucking gay. And, mm-hmm. and, mm-hmm. The quote is just like, let's be honest here. Like, he's on a podcast and they clipped it. He's like, let's be honest. Stand up is kind of gay. And everybody's just kind of like laughing. He's like, no, hear me. It's kind of gay. Like, he's just like really emphasizing. And so every time 
I think about Stan, like sometimes that's just ringing in the back of my head. Like, damn, that's kind of gay. Right. Just like the, the, like the fact of me just like even having that want for attention. And I guess this kind of goes into the roots of what you're talking about, like how men are treated, like don't cry, don't show emotion, like doing something like stand up comedy can sometimes be seen as like showing emotion or whatever. Like, look at you. You want attention. That's gay. And it's just like, I guess some, because uh, I've only been doing it like a year and some change. And I think of it as like a challenge for myself. Like I, I've been doing this podcast since 2019 or something like that, but I've been doing podcasts like since 2016 and it's just kind of branched off into this own thing. And so basically I'd always label everything I've done online from since I was a little kid, like 12 years old, I label everything as comedy. Like my YouTube's con it could be a video of me fucking skateboarding and I would put it under a category comedy. And I think it was kind of like a safety net just in case anybody wanted to make fun of me or something like that. I could be like, well, it's comedy or something like that. And, uh, uh, um, I'm going somewhere with this. It's not, there's an end to this. Uh, something about fucking homophobics yeah you said you were slightly homophobic that's that's how you started like you were like i always just think like okay okay here it is this is my quote i I say this and like i feel like i need to incorporate it in some of my jokes sometimes because i really feel this way it's like there's nothing wrong with being gay but there's also nothing wrong with not being gay so stop trying to like shove this shit in my face you know like sometimes as a straight man I sometimes just I guess I do feel a little annoyed and I get it you got you know the discrimination and stuff like that but like uh-huh. and, and, and I don't even know I, I don't take sides I feel like I'm not like trying to take a side or anything but I'll never I'll never sh- I've said this recently I'll never show up to a damn parade or rally because I don't do that for anything it doesn't just have to be oh, gay people you don't parade or rally for anything dog I don't vote. I don't even vote. I don't even vote. Like, I'm just such a, like, like, uh... I don't believe in the democracy of this country, so I really don't care about voting, but I want to vote on on the local level more so than on, like, the large... I don't care that much about, like... like, There is more power within local government. Like, you can affect things in your local district. Yeah. But, yeah, like, voting for presidents, like, no, you won't catch me doing that. I just feel like, um... Yeah, I've never been a gay pride in my life. I think my girl's gone, like, once or something like that. I don't remember. But, like, it's not that I hate the gays. I'm just... <laughs> and this is a not even, like... I gotta perfect how you say this. Because, like, you don't want to say, not that big of a fan of the gays. <laughs> that's offensive yeah, to that's say. that's kind of a red flag. That is, that is. But what I, I'm trying to say it in a nicer way of, like, I don't mind... Like, okay, not that big of a fan of country music. Doesn't mean that I want to kill every country music singer. Just not that big of okay, a fan well, of it. Okay, hear me out, hear me out. Because, like, sexual, like... Like, you know what I mean? Like, being straight, asexual, gay, bi, lesbian, whatever, queer, etc. Like, to me, that never stops me from being friends with somebody. Ever. Like, ever. Like, the, the, what they do on their own, whose dick they're sucking or not sucking, pussy sucking, not sucking, like, asexual, just vibing. I don't know. True. Whatever you're choosing to do, it'll never make me not want to be your friend. I just base people off, like, their personality. So if you're somebody who's queer and you're a dick or you're, like, low-key white supremacist... I'm not gonna fuck with you. You're not a good human. I don't care if you're queer. Like that, that 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 doesn't matter. You a either disrespected me some way, shape or form, or you said something violent or whatever. So, so what I'm I guess what I'm con- con- curious about with you is like, 
why would why would what they do on their own time ever be an issue when it comes to just friendship? Okay, here's the. I guess I never finished a story that I went to school with this guy who I met in acting class. Remember. And so, like, maybe, like, two years later, I run into him at a Target. He's working at Target as, like, a, a, as a cart pusher. And uh, I see him. I was like, oh, what's up, man? And, like, I just go in to fucking dap him up or what, whatever. And he gets close to me and fucking kisses me on the cheek, you know? And kind of like what you... Nah, man, I didn't, I didn't, con- I don't know, I didn't consent to that. Maybe there's some leeway between, oh, I already gave him permission, I dapped him up or whatever, but like. Oh, no, I think he did cross your, like, that was kind of a joke on my part, my bad, but he did oh. cross a line by not, by not checking in with you. I haven't seen you in years, we're not close like that, you know what I mean? Like, I, I don't know you, and I remember, and this is like over 10 years ago, I think, and I just got so defensive, I was like, I don't play that shit, but I just became super homophobic in the moment, and he was, like, scared, and I was, like, squaring up, because this guy kissed me, so I feel like that's the most homophobic I've ever been in my life, but it's, like, you know, like, even if you're a girl, like, and you kiss me on the cheek like that, and I didn't, like, and it's, it's kind of happened, I'm not gonna lie, it's kind of happened a couple of times, and women can be hella toxic and awful, I just, like, we can be so shitty. Like, I was a shitty woman for a long time, and I'm trying not to be shitty anymore. I don't know, dude. I think I have a problem. Sometimes I feel even weird about just my mom kissing me on the cheek. I don't know. I, don't, okay, like, yeah, I, think, you, I think that is a problem. That could be a problem. I don't that's know. That's a problem. That's a problem. It's not like a... I feel like I've been all right with it a little bit as I've been getting older and, like, lately. But I've noticed, like, maybe in my, like, early 20s or mid-twenties kind of feeling like mm-hmm. I don't know I don't know I know and, and I my the way how I was raised with my dad was just super traditional I went to Catholic or, or I was like baptized Catholic I went to church and shit like that and I just remember like <laughs> my dad's funny though like this is funny to me um I'm a little kid I'm probably like 12 years old you know and we have we had this one priest and and then we got like a new one we had like we, we got this new white guy which is actually coincidentally about a year ago i saw him when we went to okay. go like bless my grandma who passed away and he is like almost 80 or something and he looks exactly the fucking same as when i was like hey. younger and first got introduced to him like i was I like oh my because right i don't he's, like, he's a vampire yeah, he was all like, yeah, you need to incorporate more holy water in your diet. And I was joking. I was like, maybe I'll come to church more because I don't re- I don't go to church like at all. But it's just so insane to me that after all these years, he's still there and he, st- he still looks good. He still got all his teeth and they're all fucking real. And you're like almost 80, bro. And so what was I getting at? So anyways, when we were really young when or when I was really young and I first got introduced to this this uh, uh, pastor or whatever, I remember <laughs> I remember this one weekend we were driving home from church. I'm in the back of the car. It's my dad driving and my mom's in the uh, shotgun. And just like I don't even know what we're talking about. This is the only thing I remember is like just out of nowhere. My dad was like, yeah, so um, our pastor – He's a faggot, huh? And I was just like, oh I was what? just like, yeah, I was just like, and my mom just kind of like half-heartedly like frowns, but smiles and like slaps him on the shoulder. Like, you don't say that, you know? And he's like, what? It's true. You know? I mean, he is our pet, but you know, that's just, that's just how it is. You know, <laughs> like not trying to say insulting or anything, but like he was just saying the word and was just like, you know, 
just how he is. And then, and and he did have very gay mannerisms, you know. And so, I've been trying to get my dad on the podcast for a while, and he never wants to go on. And I wonder if it's because of shit gotta, like that. You gotta like trick him, like an intervention. Like we're just gonna go and talk and have a fatherly. I mean, at the end of the day, he doesn't have he if he doesn't give me permission to record his voice like that. Like I feel like it's fucked up to just you know be like no. Well, we're recording. I feel like with family it's a little different. Like I would, I would definitely uh, ask, but. I mean, family forgives you a lot more than random, random people. True. No, I'm, I'm, my dad's cool. Like, I don't want to bring that story up and be like, cancel my dad. Don't come to his shows or whatever. No, no it's fucking. Your dad is officially canceled. I know the people who cancel people, and we talked about it. He's canceled. Oh, rats. I guess I'm going <laughs> to. So you got to live with that. <laughs> rats. I, I'll let him know. Change yeah, of okay. plans. You actually get perks for being, from being canceled, so tell him, you know, he's going to get a goodie bag. I have this theory about Logan Paul. And how him finding that, that dead body in the Japanese rainforest is actually what catapulted him to stardom. Because I swear to fucking God, dude, in 2018, my last college class, I did a presentation on him. Because it, it just broke news that he fucking did what he did. And I remember having this theory about, like, so what do you guys think about, like, how the internet's, like, affecting society? And what do you think? Like, is it a good thing or is it more harmful than it is good for us? And here we are, uh Five years later, Logan Paul has boxed Floyd Mayweather, the, one of the greatest boxers of all time in an exhibition match, made bajillions of dollars. His brother has a Netflix special, bajillion dollars. His, his brother just knocked out a bunch of fucking people in the UFC in boxing, and now he's, uh, he's in, like, the WWE. He's got these prime energy drinks that I see a bunch of little kids walking around in public, and I'm like... All of this would have not been possible if that guy didn't fucking hang himself in that forest. Like him killing himself made another guy's stardom rise. Like, and I always think about if I was that guy who killed himself, at, at like it's like you can't let his soul rest in a while because here's this guy on a random fucking podcast talking about him. Like, if that was me, dude, and somebody like got whatever the fuck Logan Paul has because off of my death, I would. I probably haunt him. I try to haunt him. I don't know. Yeah, he's being haunted for sure. I feel like most white people are being haunted by their <laughs> the, by the history, by the past. <laughs> yeah. So he's definitely haunted for sure. Are white people your least favorite ethnicity? I'm biracial. I'm half white. I get I get all I get to talk shit about white people all day long. <laughs> oh okay. No, I don't think I have uh, white no. in me. I mean, to me, I I don't have hatred towards anybody. I just know what feels like good vibes, and and just sorry to say this. I mean, if this offends anybody, but in my experience, in my travels, in my life, I've had better vibes from black and brown people than white people. Sorry, it's just the truth. They've been more real. They've been more authentic, more truthful to me. I've also been fucked over by black and brown people and i've had amazing white friends and amazing white uh you know angels in my life <laughs> white angels <laughs> better than the white devils that's for sure um so i i think it's like a like i love saying white people because like white people don't like to be called white people like they will call everyone else black brown yellow red but like the minute you say a white person is a white person they're like wait a second Wait a second, you can't do that to us. We do that to you. <laughs> I, uh, I, uh, I, 
I have done and said horrible things about all ethnicities of people. And so I think of it as like, no, I hate everybody equally. Kind of like, I think it's a Slayer quote or something like that. And, uh, oh man, yesterday I tried this joke for the first time. And so like a a big part of my material lately is just a lot of anti-Semitic stuff. I don't know why, but I'm just, that's just, that's just the path that that I'm going for. Oh man, you, I feel like you'd like my jokes. I have jokes about worshiping the devil. You invite me to your show and then I will watch and I will laugh and then I will probably not laugh. I'm going to be in Crockett, California on Saturday night. The 7th? Yeah, I think that's the 7th. I'm on that show. I'm on that show. The carnival thingy? Yeah, I'm on Oh, no fucking way. I'll see you there then. That's funny. Yeah, fucking Uh, I'm going to do the most. I'm going to do my quote unquote darkest shit. Um, That's funny. I'll roast you. You better That's be, funny. You better what time are you going material? up? What time are you going up? I don't know. Up? I don't know the. I don't know the lineup. Oh, he put. They put the pictures up. What was I gonna say? Um, we went over homophobia. We went over. What was the last? I thing? ate a whole burrito. Jeez. I ate a whole burrito during this podcast. From where? From Rico Rico in Oakland. Oh, okay. Um, so good. God damn it! I had something just in the in the in the trigger of my mind. <laughs> What it was gonna be? We're talking about something. Gone forever. Gone God forever. fucking damn it! And it's an inside joke that I was talking about. I got memory like Welcome an elephant. Back. Now I'm fucking up, and I am messing uh-huh. my memory up. What were we talking about? You know what it is? Huh. It's my superpowers. I'm a bruja, so I was like, let me scramble his brain real quick. Bruja's a witch, right? Yes. That's not nice. Um, that's not nice. That's not nice. I'm trying to I didn't conduct. Say I was a nice bruja. <laughs> bruja. That's hella funny. You know. <laughs> Sometimes, like, uh, my girl will be driving, and she'll... (laughs) I always get bruja mixed up for, like, fat lady or something, because if there's somebody crossing the street hella slow, she'll be like, get out, get out the way, you fucking bruja. No, she's calling people brujas? I mean, she doesn't doesn't say it, like, to their face like that. We'll just be in the car, and she'll just say it, like, you know, with the windows rolled up. Get out the way, bruja, we got places to be. We got cheese made to spread, we got chanclas to throw. Always yelling at people. Um, I don't call people brujas though. Bruja. Yeah, bruja doesn't. It's funny because it's got the word ha in it. Bruja. I know. I, I did. A, I did a. Uh, I, I said I called myself a bruja on stage once, and I was like, I'm a bruja. Uh. <laughs> uh. It, it kind of worked. A little bit. God damn it! There, I feel. I feel. Well, is, is there something that you've been wanting? Like in your research of me, is there another thing you wanted to ask me? Because I know that we're slowly going to be wrapping it up within the next thirty minutes. I think, I think I'm having um, hypertension or something. I oh, think there's. I feel. Are. I feel dizzy. That's what it is. It. It's my energy. My energy's fucking with your energy. Well, I to be fair, I have been feeling not so well even before I got on the podcast. But maybe okay. that's you brewing some hot up or something. I'm I don't know. Some hot up for sure. Fucking A, dude. Yeah, I don't know what's going down with me. I'm trying to think if I was feeling sick yesterday. I always get paranoid, like, if I go up late on an open mic. Oh, now I remembered what I wanted to say. I was talking about being racist towards everybody. But anyways, yesterday... I was hoping you'd forget. I always always, um, get paranoid about, like, oh, if I'm going up late, like, like yesterday I was 13th in line. I was like, there's 13, 14 other motherfuckers that had their mic, their mouth on that mic before me. 
and and then I just I always just think like, man, you're gonna get sick one of these days. And I've already had COVID, but I just I don't know, a little slight germaphobe, slight white belt germaphobe shit right there. But anyways, I, uh, what I remembered was um, I tried this joke out, and it it went okay. But like uh, for me, jokes that I like to do on stage are things that legitimately make me LOL in real life. And there's like a lot of jokes that don't hit on stage. And I'm like, man, it just feels like you're missing out on the good laugh that I had. Like there's a joke that I don't even really say that much anymore. It's like, I feel like it's got like a 50, 50 ratio. Maybe I need to work on it. But when we, cause I, some of my jokes are through just like messages through friends or something. I'm like, Oh, there we go. That's a joke. And, and the joke that we came up with fucking had me laughing for two days. Like I just randomly think about it and just start cracking up to myself. And it was just when, when I have something like that in my head, I'm like, I can't wait to fucking share this with random people. Cause it's been in my head making me crack up. But so the latest one goes, uh, it goes like this. It's like a three parter. It's like, you know, say what you want about the Jews, but I've never seen one of them on EBT before. And, uh, say what you want about the Mexicans, but I've never seen one of them on those commercials that are like, for 25 cents a day, you can feed this young man for three years or something like that. Or, you know, say what you want about black people, but no, seriously, you should really watch what you say about black people. They're very athletic. They'd probably beat your ass or something like that. I like that. I like that last bit. Yeah, that last bit hit like pretty well. But I did. I felt like that last bit was like the riskiest part of it, and everything else kind of set up. But to me, the fucking I feel like the Jew joke with the I've never seen a Jew on EBT is funny to me because like Jewish people are like. But it's not funny to me personally. But I, I guess. Get what, I, but do you I get why it could be funny? Is kind of like no. a explaining. I guess it's just kind of like the stereotype or just knocking on the uh, how do you call it oh. low fruit of like Jewish people are cheap. But they're good with money and stuff like that. So it's like, since they're so cheap and good with money. And not not funny to a lot of people. But you might find some edgelords who like vibe with it. I guess, maybe. I guess. Maybe I'm a little edgelord. That's okay. Like, some certain jokes are for certain audiences. And if you're a comedian who can like tailor tailor (laughs) (laughs) your comedy to like your environment then you'll you probably have you're a you're that means you're like almost like a shapeshifter you can you can work with the edge lords you can work with the feminists you can work with the the clean you know open the, the clean uh shows for kids and you could do like you know crazy raunchy shit or whatever so yeah, i do I think, think that's the challenge of trying be to adaptable. be funny for if everybody comic, be adaptable for sure yeah that's yeah that is important and i guess a big part of it that I've been, wow, that really kind of changes my mind to like challenge myself to like be uh, uh, undeniably funny. I think that's the, was something at the, uh, this book that I was reading. It's like, you're funny for all genres, but I guess lately for me, I've been more focused on, I want to find my genre. I want people to, things that make me laugh. Like, I don't want to write a joke and just sit down and be like, oh, it's not funny to me, but the people are going to love this. They're going to love it. You know, it's more of a like, look, man, it's I don't give a fuck about the Jews, not in a bad way. I don't know nothing about them. So I don't feel like yeah, I can be okay. racist towards them because I don't know nothing. So just those things kind of tickle me a little bit. I know it could be like sensitive or whatever, but it's like, man, I'm being ignorant right now. And I just like being oh. ignorant sometimes. <laughs> yeah, and I love that. I love that you are so self-aware of like your thoughts, your feelings, and you're able to communicate, you know, what's going on with you. I, 
think that's a power actually so the more self-aware more vulnerable more capable of sharing your truth with people the stronger you are like the more untouchable you are and what i wanted to share what you inspired me to share was um uh that fuck see we're both getting see no you 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 brewed up too much hot and now it's spilled over on yourself (laughs) the brew and the oh yeah oh fuck i had it for a second it went away it doesn't feel so good huh I feel better uh, now. Uh, no, I'm kidding. You were Still talking feel. about, okay, tell me briefly what you were just talking about. It'll I was talking about trying to find my own crowd and share things that I find funny because that's what excites okay, me. Oh, I'm sorry. Can you hear me now? Hello? Mm. Aw. Yeah, sorry. Shit. Okay, I can hear you now. You were okay. breaking up for a second. Um, I was talking about how, like, what excites me is something that makes oh, I me laugh when I'm okay, sharing so- it. I love that. Okay, so you talk about you're talking about writing, and I wanted to share how I write jokes before the show's over, because you were mentioning how you're never like sitting down and like writing like, oh, this is gonna be funny for someone else, but it's not funny for me. Like, yeah, that's not. I like so to let I, it come to me. Oh, sorry. Gee, I'm getting excited. Sorry. <laughs> sorry. No, no, you're good. You're good. I, you're good. I'm similar. Like I, the way I write jokes is always in the moment. I'm never setting aside time to write jokes. I'm just out living my life, and then the inspiration shall strike when it strikes. And I have my notes app, I have my voice note app, and I I jot, I have my actual like little like notebook where I can write with pencil or pen. But as, as soon as I have the inspiration, even if I'm mid conversation with my friend, a family, I gently, I try to gently be like, hey, wait a second, let me just write this thought down really quick. And I have written so many amazing one-liners. I have, I honestly think I have an hour's worth of material in one note that I've been working on for like the last week just because I'm consistently I'm always writing so I'm so that's kind of like my hustle right now is I'm never I never turn off the funny like I'm always just being myself and then like I'm a crazy bitch so I'll talk to myself sometimes and when I do like sometimes the the dialogue or whatever what I'm having with myself is fire and I'll write it down and then I'll work with it and and then I'll test it out at mics and then or even I'll really even test it out at a show um, and I've been getting a lot of really good results. So I highly recommend for people who struggle with writing, like try to make it a little less structured and more in the moment IRL, just out with like, like what I like to do is like, if I'm in conversation with a friend and I'm making them laugh, I'm taking note, I'm taking note of the punches. And I know a lot of other writers do it this way too. Um, but I'm, I, I see my, like my written word as an extension of my voice as an extension of my thoughts. So if I'm thinking something funny, I'm about to write that shit down. Like I'm like I won't I won't let it go away anymore. I won't just like be like oh I'll remember that later because I won't. My brain is damaged. <laughs> hmm. High key. So high key damaged brain needs uh, AIDS. So I try to give myself as much AIDS as I can to help myself remember. <laughs> try to give myself AIDS as I can, or give myself as much AIDS <laughs> as I can. We got so many AIDS. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. Uh, but yeah, so that's what I yeah, Thank you for helping me bring that back. That's what I wanted to share. Yeah, this has been a uh, interesting. I feel like I have the flu. This is weird. I, like I feel like I have the flu. <laughs> I might not make it this Saturday. That's insane. Have you ever been to Crockett? Yes, I've driven through Crockett. I have not actually. So let me rephrase that. I've not been. <laughs> is it like a little secret town or something? Like yeah, it's super. It's cute. Um, I like that area. I, I really love like Richmond, El Sobrante. What's the crowd like? Rich, uh, white people? Oh, for sure, mm. for sure. The more north, oh, so you get, it's the a challenge. It's a challenge for you, eh? 
Well, no, no, I'm very adaptable. So, like, that's oh, why okay. what I mentioned. Like, Excuse I, me. I'm like a fish in the ocean. Like, I can swim anywhere and amongst anybody. And I always feel comfortable. But I prefer to be around black and brown people just because, like I said, like, my existence doesn't feel like a threat in those spaces. Like, sometimes in white spaces, I feel like it's like, oh, like, there's people here who don't like brown people. Clearly. You know what I mean? Like, I, yeah. I, I like having experienced microaggressions and actual aggression as a brown woman in my life, like, I... I'm just, I just know what it is and I know what it, and what it looks like. So I can't be fooled. It's like, you know what I mean? So yeah, I, I love people. Don't get me wrong. We're all human at the end of the day. And I think the more we're divided, uh, the, uh, the, the, the weaker we are. So I highly am an advocate for unity and like bringing people together. Um, but I'm also an advocate for protecting my peace and protecting my heart and protecting my space. Just period bottom line so regardless of your race gender orientation you know whatever that is if you're being disrespectful i'm not gonna fuck with you um and but i know that most of the time when white people are disrespectful to me it's entrenched in racism like white supremacy so that's different so sometimes when i'm getting like hate from like uh, say like a black and brown brother like it, it feels patriarchal and i'm like oh this is icky but it's not necessarily white supremacy but i guess white supremacy informs patriarchy and capitalism of course so yes <laughs> going on a ramble so what did we learn today what did we learn what we did learned? we learn we learned we learned that you're cool <laughs> You're a cool dude. <laughs> I get the pass. You get the pass. You wanted the pass and you get the pass. <laughs> you got the hall pass for now. Okay. <laughs> Can be taken away. <laughs> I'm going to go to a queer open mic and um... <laughs> I don't know what to expect. I don't know. Yeah. I, um... I, I say do you. Just be prepared for whatever comes. <laughs> There's, uh, I don't know what that is. I was gonna. Oh, here's what I was gonna ask. It slipped me for a little bit. But so, like, what cities in the Bay and Sacramento included? Because you said the more north you go, the wider it gets. Like, what's your favorite yeah. spots to hit? Uh, you kind of mentioned you didn't like San Francisco. Like, where do you like to go, and where do you not like to go? Okay, well, I have done comedy San Diego, LA, and in the Bay. So, 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 like mo- those three regions, like the hot spots of California. Um, I started in San Diego. There's a few places like I like Mike Drop in San Diego. I don't like the Madhouse down there um, personally. I just don't like the the, the vibes. Um, but Mike Drop is really cool. And then LA, I went to. Um, where was it uh oh yeah third wheel comedy uh i really loved third wheel comedy i I hear people either love it or they hate it and people either like it avoid it or whatever but it doesn't matter i enjoyed it they have diverse showcases and diverse mics so like i participated in a mic a heckle mic there where it's like the audience against the comics so they're roasting me i'm roasting them so it's just it was a back and forth that was exhilarating like frightening frighteningly exhilarating like i remember before i was about to go on i was like practically shitting my pants i was having like a panic attack i was like oh no they're gonna say these such horrible things about me i'm not ready i'm so fragile and then i got on stage and they started like roasting me and it felt amazing like i was like wow negative attention is actually like feels kind of good like all these people are 100 percent focused on me and they're thinking about me and they're roasting me this man was like you look homeless I was like, oh, I kind of was. I kind of was. <laughs> I kind of was. Like, you're bringing up my past. <laughs> so I was like, you look like you're into BDSM. I was like, oh, you want to find out? <laughs> He's like, yes. Oh my God. I was like, no. I want to see it what's in joking. my purse. 
It was just one person. And then someone was like, which uncle molested you? <laughs> and I didn't say this because I didn't hear it, but my friend told me after, like, did you hear him say that? I was like, no, I was <laughs> oblivious. But I, and I wrote a joke about it, and I, and I was like, my response was, the same uncle that molested you. <laughs> so? Oh, sir. Uh, but anyway, so there's the, there's an ego death mic where you either tell an embarrassing story or you sing a like a, a, a karaoke song. They have so many varieties of shows at this place in, in L.A. called Third Wheel Comedy. So highly recommend to that place. Um, there's also a, a, a feminist, like, woman-run studio called Dow Studio, which is uh, in Koreatown that I really enjoyed. I performed there once um, and loved it. And uh, in the Bay, I have found that I love performing in Oakland. I really love Oakland. Oakland is such an amazing, like, warm-hearted city. Like, I know a lot of people talk shit about Oakland, and they're like, oh, my gosh, Gary. But having been born there and experienced, like, the heart of the place, like, the people, the crowds there, they're down like they're cool people who have like revolutionary values most of them i'm not all of them of course you know like <laughs> can't be generalizing everybody but but the, the, the what i've experienced there at copper spoon has been great i've performed there several times and really enjoyed myself um i performed at van cleef once and it was kind of a little less people there and like it wasn't so it was it, like, it, I love the shows or the mics where the audience has signed up for comedy. I personally don't like to go to shows where the audience did not sign up for comedy. And it's just like a bar or venue where they're like, you're talking at people who aren't paying attention to you. That's not something I ever want to do again. I'm like, I don't want to do this. Let's, yeah. let's have people who sign up to do this. Um, I did first edition uh, in Oakland. Uh, I got booked to that with Honiton Ortiz. And that one was really, I did that once and it was amazing and I loved it. Um, Berkeley as well. I did Jokeland with James Yukawa and uh, Adrian, who I cannot remember his last name. For Is James Yukawa an Asian fella? Yes, yes, yes. He has glasses. I think uh, Is he? He's super suave. He he looks <laughs> young, but he's older, right? He looks young, but he's old. Yeah, dude, he's forty, <laughs> and I remember meeting he's him once. 40? I was like, that's what he told me. I think, unless I got him confused for somebody else, but I'm I think like, you're confusing with someone else, because I swear to God, that man is not forty. Well, I'm thinking of an Asian fella <laughs> with glasses who's got a better hair of head than me, yes. or head of hair He's than me. Forty? Yeah. I need to question this man. He had a bit about it. He was like, "I just had my fortieth birthday, or something no, like he's that." Lying. He has to be lying. I'm so upset. Okay, so. I'm gonna question this man. <laughs> I'm like, why are you forty? And I didn't know that. He's 40, dude, unless we're talking about somebody else. But, yeah, I remember I seen him. I was like, bro, you look 19, dude. You look. <laughs> okay, the, you're pushing it. He doesn't look 19, okay? Okay, 20. He looks like he's, like, 25, 30, hey, which is man, still good that's... for somebody who's 40. There we go. There we go. That's that Asian. He's killing it. James, you call yeah. a shout-out, you're killing I it. Think you think that's him. Yeah, I think that's him. <laughs> if it's you, if it's you, if, no. you're, not, if you're not 40, I apologize. <laughs> He's like, actually, I'm 45. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah. So, yeah. So, I, I loved uh, the boat I've experienced in uh, Ber Berkeley and Oakland has been great. And I'm hoping to do more comedy in East, like uh, Concord, uh, Lafayette, Arenda, Walnut Creek, Pleasant Hill, um, Antioch, Pittsburgh, all these big cities out. Well, not big cities, but, you know, big towns. Yeah, counties. <laughs> east, east of the tunnel. Yeah, um, because I live out here. I live in Concord. So I I commute. Um, and you ever I'm hit epidemic ages. ales? Have I do what? Have you ever hit epidemic ales? 
I haven't, but I've heard of Epidemic Gales. And I, That's in Concord. Yes, I've never been. And, I mean, if it's for a show, I'd go. That's one of the hardest mics for me. And I did a show, like a guest set or whatever. But what's his name? Dave? Oh, well, I guess you... Do I know him? I don't know if I know. Yeah, he's a guy who runs Epidemic Ales. He wasn't there. He had COVID that day. But yeah, in my opinion, no disrespect. I think I even told him personally, but I don't know if he wants me to put it up there on air. But whatever, dude. It's my show. Not, not too many people listen. It's, listen. in my opinion, one of the hardest mics for me. Like, it took me a while to have good sets there. And then when he offered me to be a, a, on a guest set or whatever, he was like, man, I don't judge people too much from the open mics. Like, I, I listen and stuff like that. And it was just it's for me what I always tell people it has something to do with the audio. Like I feel like I can't hear myself, but uh, you can clearly like if you're standing like in the back of the venue or so it's loud. It's just that it, the speakers aren't near you. So I feel like there's like oh a little gosh. bit of a delay and it kind of like I don't know. It, 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 at least for me personally it's hard. Or maybe I just suck dick. Who knows? No, you don't. Know. You don't. You know, you th- <laughs> your feedback and your experience is valid. So you're affirmed. <laughs> All right. Um, okay. Yeah. So I, I would, I'm, yeah, I'm somebody who wants to travel. I'm, cons- I'm calling it the Maya tornado tour because, because now that I'm freelance working and I'm self-employed and I'm like constantly like doing a lot of like social media work and, um, you know, building my network i'm going to be traveling and touring and flying and well first stop is sandy utah um october 20th my birthday is october 18th and i'm hosting um a mixed mic like showcase where there's going to be singing comedy poetry whatever but it's if you know you know and it's invite only (laughs) or or you have to like literally dm me and be like hey maya can i come to your birthday party because we're <laughs> friends. <laughs> Got it. Because if we ain't friends, you're not invited. <laughs> Got it. But you're, you're a homie, so you're invited to my birthday party. I'll, I'll, I'll share the deets with you. That's and this month? And you're welcome to perform your uh, domestic violence and any <laughs> misogynistic Holy racist shit. material you have. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'll specifically handpick things that you don't like. Yeah, you're like, it's her birthday, we need to fuck her up. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that would be so awkward, actually. I've done something like that for a guy's birthday, I believe. And it was like, when I was young, um, it's kind of a long story. But I did something where I tried to, like, get at the birthday person. And it was like a Mm. comedy. It was just a bomb, like one of the worst bombs of my life, and I didn't even oh, do comedy at the time. And it, it like it was just supposed to be like a roast of or something. And I was like fresh out of high school, and they, this guy wanted to have a roast of him during his birthday party and have it, like a select amount of people like come up and and I never watched those roast of shows, so I didn't really know exactly. Like you had to have like a joke for everybody sitting in the room. And by the time, so there was like this hit that went out for me when I was in high school, I got voted. I campaigned to get voted most funniest in my high school. And the guy whose birthday it was, he was like top four. He was one of the people like really campaigning vote for me. And so I felt like it was kind of a hit set out on me. He invited a bunch of people that, but to be fair, it was still a bomb even besides that. But that, the Mm -hmm. fact that they had a personal thing against me made it even like a harder bomb. And so I didn't know, like I said, I didn't know how it worked. So I literally just went up there and just started just, 
talking about things around me and just like I pulled out his yearbook. I was like, let's see how many people like this guy. And I opened up oh, the God. yearbook and I was like, look, there's nothing here. I'm so surprised. Okay. Just shit like that. Just being a total fucking dick. And nobody's oh, laughing. It's oh, the most. It was so uh, edge lord. No, I, 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 I committed. I committed. You're like we're bombing, we're going down, we're burning. Yeah, because I had never done. Well, okay, before that, and I've told this story before. It just before that, I did. Uh, I, <laughs> I uh, auditioned to be in the talent show at my. Uh, I think I was like a junior in high school. I auditioned to be in the talent show. And my talent was going to be stand-up comedy. Oh my God. And I had never done stand-up comedy before. And I was just like, fuck it. Like, I'm just going to, let's just do it. It's something I want to do. I remember, like, practicing in front of a mirror with, like, a uh, like a nunchuck. A very Asian of me. But, um, and so I have it recorded. It's got to be somewhere on my Facebook or something. I did, like, three minutes, which doesn't seem like too much now. But back then, I was, like, I was really, like, rehearsing and like you know and i thought i fucking killed it dude like i was getting laughs i was doing like this is 2010 11 or something like that i'm like 16 and like i remember it it did even my friends were like that was better than i thought but then i didn't get accepted into the talent show and that made me feel like huh i guess stand-up comedy isn't a talent for like the longest time in my life and i was like i gotta play an instrument or some shit um, because the person yeah. who was hosting the talent show was the band teacher. Anyways, I've told that story a million that times. That <laughs> nah, he's what that I, no, I had him cracking up though. That's the thing that oh. was like confusing oh, to me. That. Like I had, it was, I mean, in hindsight, when I look back since I'm older, but I still got to remind myself that it was 2011, but I had jokes, dude. I had the format and everything. Like I did the classic, like how a comic, like they'll mention something in the like beginning-ish of their set, and then they kind of end it. Yeah, 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 yeah. I had a callback to something that I started at minute one and fucking like, and I didn't even know what I was doing. You know, kind of like how I didn't know how to describe a callback or just call it a callback. But, That's why, um, like, kids, kids have divergent thinking because, like, the younger you are, the more you believe anything's possible. And, and as we get older, we limit ourselves. And I think it's indoctrination in multiple ways on multiple levels. So, yeah, when you're a kid, you're more tapped into your imagination, into your, your, um, your maybe your more authentic self. And as we get older and the pressures of society weigh down upon us, it's like I think it's like attempting to kill the, the natural creativity that humans have just by being human and, and, yeah. and get we, a job we're scientists we're explorers yeah. so yeah like yeah sorry <laughs> continue <laughs> oh no that's it i was listening to you i was just like yeah you're right like growing up and stuff kills your creativity and maybe that's why sometimes i still like doing shit like this because on my youtube you know like the first thing on my bio is like i've been on youtube since 2006 like it's just something that. you can't <laughs> take away from me like since i was 12 okay. 12 years old i I liked doing things and I always put it like under the thing of comedy and it's just like, it's not about money at the end of the day or being successful or it's just like, it's just really about that. I legitimately like certain things, you know? Yeah. uh, I love that. This is, I really, yeah. Uh, Everything you've said, I've enjoyed this immensely. Yeah, me too. We're almost at the two hour mark. That's insane. I know. We Um, made it. I remember when we started, when we talked earlier, I was like, like, yeah, we'll do 45 minutes. 
We're doing 45. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I did turn the air conditioning off, and I feel like I'm in a fucking sauna now. But um, I love it. So now you can finally get your, <laughs> yeah. your cool air. I, uh, I'll let you finish off with whatever last things you want to say, and then yeah. I'll, I'll see you okay. on Saturday, I guess. I know. I'll definitely see you on Saturday. I'm excited to see you perform. Oh, yeah. Um, so, yeah. So I what I want to share um, to whoever's listening is – that my the mutual aid group that I started, uh, Bay Area Mutual Comedy Network, is a resource. It's a resource page. It's for you, and and it's it's a direct call out to me. So if you need aid in any way, let me know, and I'll do everything in my power to help you with the skill set that I have. Um, being a digital creator, being an artist who uses multiple mediums, and um, I feel like I'm pretty. Uh, I'm a very divergent thinker. Um, and I've unlocked, um, uh, how, how do I say this? Like I, I used to struggle to write and now I've, I feel like I've, I've tapped into that source inside of myself. So I'd never struggle. I'm able to express myself pretty fully and like very easily. So if there's anybody who needs help in any way, just hit me up. And I started this, um, kind of like cooperative production company called Healing Era Cooperative. And that is essentially like, if you want to collab with artists, if you're anti-capitalist and you think that love is the most important thing and you're trying what is, to like what is, your what is what is anti-capitalist like what 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 is that well, communism that necessarily is... bringing in monetary exchange like financial like like i'm saying like there could be bartering there could be gift giving but it's not like oh to access to oh, be God. a part of this cooperative paywall you don't have to pay me you got don't have it. to pay me anything okay got all it. you have to do is show up and be yourself and want to learn and or want to share or want to like create and, and it's still in the process of being developed and, but I'm working with a team. So I have multiple hands and eyes helping me bring my creative projects and, um, ideas to fruition. So if you want to tap in also with my team, I'm working with a, a studio that works with, um, helps creators who are trying to make impact in their community. So I'm trying to create impact because I, I, have been a starving artist. I have been an artist without support. I've been an artist without friends and an artist without resources. So I know what that feels like. And sometimes we doubt ourselves and we don't believe in our possibilities. So basically, oh, long story short, believe in yourself. If you need help, reach out. And yeah, there's people who don't necessarily want your money, but just want to see you shine. And, that, and I'm one of them. And I think that's revolutionary comedy. And I'm also going to drop this hashtag slow comedy because we're not in a rush. If we're rushing, we're rushing to the grave. So have fun while you're doing this shit. We're all going to be dusty bones, like I said. And yeah, trust in your art, believe in yourself, and know that if you have that as a foundation, you are unstoppable. And period. <laughs> Mayo, guacamole, tomato. It's uh, been an honor to have you on and uh i'll see you i feel like i'm not though that's the thing i feel like uh you're gonna go on netflix and then this will be it and then i'm gonna be like hey can you uh can you shout me out i'm gonna ask for a fucking favor because that's the kind of guy i am you're gonna gonna, yeah you're gonna leave me on red and be like you didn't you didn't i didn't see you on saturday or some shit and I'm a-okay with that. That'll be just know that when you don't respond to me, when you're a big Netflix star, that I, I am that I'm. Well, if you don't, just in case, like just in case, you, okay. just well, in case you're like scared that being associated with me will get you canceled because I use the canceled. F word on our podcast. <laughs> yeah, I would uh, just know that I'm laughing my ass off on the other okay. end. Okay, um, well, I'm I'm painting the other future where I make it big and I bring all of my friends and family with me. So join right. the collective, join the movement because 
We're all gonna rise. So we might as well do it together. <laughs> all right, it's good talking to you. All right, yes. I'll see you soon. I'll keep in touch. And then send me yes. those links, and then I'll put them in the description of this episode. Ooh, the my clips on Vimeo. Uh, not clips. I'm sorry. Uh, uh, links. I meant links of like you know oh, the, 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 the stuff that you're talking the, about. Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. I got you. I will drop that right now. And I had so much fun. And yeah, everybody, this guy, he's the shit. Listen. Appreciate it. <laughs> Fuck yeah, dude. Have a good night. See ya. you too. Bye. Later. Bye. All right. That was fucking long, dude. I feel like I have the flu. I'm out of here. Goodbye.